Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So am I. You know what we need for this podcast? We need like um some creepy fucking like opening. It's like old timey computers and you hear like paper like printing and it's like you've been inducted to the Chiluminati <laughs> podcast. And then it's like weird noises and shit. That's I just, hope I, I hope whatever you create is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm, not, I'm just it's gonna be noises with my mouth. That's all it's gonna be. I'm gonna be leaning into my <laughs> mic and might be like beep boop boop pop. <laughs> yeah, you don't need like a <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Chaluminati podcast. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode one Chaluminati podcast with myself, uh, Jesse Cox, and Alex Faciane. How's it going, boys? I'm feeling great today. I feel amazing. I had a big ass donut. I feel awful about the donut. But I feel good in my heart, and that's what's important. I went to get coffee this morning and uh, realized that at 7 in the morning, there is nobody alive in L.A. No one is awake at 7 on a Saturday. I was going to say on a Saturday. No way, dude. It was me and the ghosts of dead celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) Which we'll get into in a future episode. (laughs) Haunted L.A. That would be so well, funny. For those who don't know, uh, the Chiluminati podcast is something kind of we, we brain cooked up. Um, Alex and I are pretty heavily into like weird conspiracy, haunting, alien, unsolved mystery murders kind of thing. Uh, and Jesse likes to be a skeptic, which is great because we all can't be crazy when, when doing this kind of thing. So Yeah, no, I think, I think you two are weirdos, but I'm, <laughs> I'm involved. I want to be... A- it's, <laughs> nice, it's nice to be the crazy one for once, to be just like... Right. Yeah, I like that. Are you telling me at some point, Alex, you're not the crazy one? Yeah, it's, not, you know, it's, nice, it's nice to come out of my shell a little bit and do something really out there for once, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely a totally new thing for yeah, you. Yeah, this, this is really outside the box for me, not on brand at all. So I'm excited <laughs> to see what how it goes. <laughs> when I thought about it, this I was like, Jesse and Alex would be like the perfect two. <laughs> if I, if they're into it, this would be great. I I can't um, wait to do this a million times. Me, I, I hope I hope we get to do it a million times. Uh, we we want we plan on covering here on the podcast basically everything weird. So, uh, you know, hauntings and all that stuff from all the way to UFOs, which is like a personal like favorite topic of mine that that's I can't a that's a deep into. rabbit hole my dude that dude is, you don't even know that is oh, you a don't deep even know. rabbit hole i read a book in high school talking about the alien beings uh that don't come from space but come from an alternate dimension that's and a big like, that's like a big that's like 40 percent of the whole alien yeah it is yeah it's crazy. it's crazy. I we, that's what's jumping ahead of ourselves. We'll get there at some point uh, when, when we talk about it. But for the uh, inaugural episode, I figured it'd be it'd be a good idea to do something that maybe something everybody's heard of, or at least in passing via books or movies, uh, and to talk about kind of the legend behind it, and then what the truth behind it is, and that is the Amityville horror. The haunting that happened in 1975 in Amityville, uh, which was preceded by a pretty mass murder in the house. Uh, It's also, I think, coincidentally, where we first get introduced to famed or infamous paranormal investigators, the Warrens, who are kind of behind a lot of weirdly hoax-ish hauntings that they've made a lot of money off of. Yeah. Is there, Um, there like, a movie about them or something? Like, that that is such a, like, interesting story, those guys. I don't know if there's a movie about them in particular, but they're in a what lot the of movies. movies that came out recently that was like um, Annabelle about. Yeah, there was the Paranormal Investigators, and they had a sequel. They were where they were in England too. Yeah, so so actually that's fun because the England one is actually based off of a real haunting called the Enfield Poltergeist, um, which unlike Amityville is way more credible. 
Uh, and the Warrens were only there for a day uh, in real life, but for some reason in the movie, uh, they're there the whole time. But that's, that's not how sequel. it actually that's went the sequel down. To so Annabelle? the Warrens are the people in these movies? Yeah, the Warrens are the paranormal investigators being represented. It's a, it's a husband and wife duo that, that's made a butt-ton of money off of going to haunted places and basically being like, they're haunted! Are they and still alive? Yeah, they're still alive. They have like a museum and a website oh and all this other God. stuff. Of which, their website looks like it's straight out of 1995. That Space Jam look? It's awful. It's like GeoCities style website, something I would have whipped together back in the early 2000s Rip. when I was Wait, like, whoa, whoa, there's a real Annabelle timeout. Yes, yes. There's a real Annabelle off, doll that they have in their possession. It is at the Warren's Occult Museum yep. in Monroe, Connecticut. Yep. All right. Which is right out. near me, time, actually. Timeout. First off, they say it's a Raggedy Ann doll, which yep. is hilarious. Yep. But secondly, if this is a paranormally possessed evil doll that tries to kill you yeah why are they like yeah throw it in our house museum <laughs> listen man they've got it in a plastic or a glass case it can't escape I, sure okay yeah. unless they learn how to open doors <laughs> which oh <my> God. <laughs> according to some hauntings it happens all the time there's another um haunted doll that I can't remember his name. Um, it's like Ricky or Rich or some weird name. Chucky. Um, <laughs> no, no <laughs> Chucky. <laughs> but there's another one that, like, apparently, if you see, he's being held in some museum, and in order to take a picture or videotape him, you have to ask for his permission first. And if you don't, he'll haunt you forever. Does he go like, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I think you have to just like. You may. Ask him. Yes, you may. <laughs> and how does he haunt you? Is like just bad things happen? Uh, like. He just like in your house, doors open and close. So bad luck is a haunting. I, listen, there's the rules for hauntings don't make sense. Listen, I'm just putting it out there. I, I agreed. That's a whole like that's a whole another rabbit hole that we can get down at some point. The only rabbit hole we're gonna go on today though is the Amityville horror rabbit hole, which is a surprisingly deep rabbit hole, but not for the reasons you would expect. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with the legend of Amityville, uh, what we know what happened, and then the following hauntings that were kind of uh, reported by the family that moved in thereafter, uh, and then we're gonna go through the haunting and see and talk about kind of the truth behind it all. Because spoilers, if you've done any research on Amityville, it's one of the biggest hoaxes known to man, and it is one of the funniest hoaxes. It's known crazy. To man. I mean, like it is. It's a mix of it's a mix of so many. I, I always hear different parts of this story and i'm like what story is that and then it's like oh it's, it's amityville again oh okay yeah well one of the things that we're going to get into as well is that when the amityville thing happened or when when the hauntings came out this is also during a time where the exorcist had just just come out and was causing a fever pitch <clears throat> among the people who loved ghost stories and a lot of the claims sound very similar to the movie yeah uh, yeah, the Exorcist. My dad uh, used to talk about how that movie like blew his mind. He always like yeah. that's like one of his big stories. <laughs> one of the greatest movie horror movies to ever exist. Yeah, it was it was really but, um, popular as like in the like general consciousness too, right? Like everybody was yeah. talking about this. Everybody was talking about it, and it, it was one of the big reasons Amityville got so popular too. Which again, we'll talk about because it happened. Shortly after Exorcist had been around, so there was that, like I said, that fever pitch that kind of created this perfect storm for this family to maybe, maybe not make a ton of money scamming the shit out of people. Anyway, uh, let's get into the, the facts of it. Uh, and, and again, warning, this is going to be getting into some semi-dark stuff, so if you're not in, you know, into that, I mean, that's what this podcast is going to be about. So, <laughs> the and just film is the called The Amityville Horror Get out now if you're going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, man. Just throwing it out there. All right. Let's start with some facts. Starting with 6.30 p.m. on November 13th in 1974, a man by the name of Ron DeFeo entered Henry's Bar in Amityville shouting to everybody nearby, You gotta help me! I think my mother and father gun done been shot! <laughs> gun done Is that... That's exactly how he said it. Is that an Amityville accent? I don't. I don't know. Is it? I don't think it is, but it is now. Why not? Oh, gee, you been a curse. They done been shot. They done okay. been shot. They done been shot. 
So then DeFeo and a small group of people from the bar went to his home, the now legendary 112 Ocean Avenue, which later would be renamed 108 Ocean Avenue from people who moved in after because they, they wanted, wanted to, to change, change it. the number, <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, which was located near the bar and found that DeFeo's parents and family were indeed all shot dead, face Whoa. down in their beds. <clears throat> One of the group, uh, DeFeo's friend Joe Yeswit, made an emergency call to the police who searched the house and found that all six members of the same family were dead in their beds, shot in the head. Damn. We know that that's true. That actually happened. That is uh, he, crazy. He went running into the bar shouting, like, my family's been shot. Shortly after that, the police came by uh, and actually took uh, DeFeo into, into custody to keep him safe. Uh, DeFeo claimed that it was an act of a hitman from the mob, which we can, we'll talk about later about why he's claiming a mob hitman came and shot them all. Uh, and so the police took him into the police station to keep him safe. While he was there, though, and asking him what happened, it was really quickly apparent that his story couldn't stay consistent. And he uh, was shortly thereafter locked up after confessing that he was the one who shot them all. But his excuse uh, was that a demon, demonic voice had told him to do it. And that once he started, or in his words, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. It done bun went so fast. <laughs> <laughs> it done been gone done so fast. <laughs> Uh, uh, the Amityville house saw the, the mass murder using a 35 Marlin rifle, uh, is what he used to murder his entire family while they were asleep, which included his four siblings and his parents. 23 years old? Holy shit. At 23 shoot. years old. Yeah. Wow. Um, now it, it is important to note, which we could talk about later, that DeFeo, uh, Ron DeFeo was also known to use LSD and heroin pretty regularly. Um, well, there's a culprit. <laughs> LSD pretty regularly? I guess so. That, that's uh, he was, He's known to imbibe heroin and LSD, which may or may not lead to the quote-unquote voices he may have been hearing. What I don't know. I've world? never done LSD or heroin, so I can't yeah, tell I you. Can't, that's... I, can't, I can't report back from that. I, I, got, nothing, <laughs> I got no experience there. <laughs> um, he claimed that voices had been telling him to commit the atrocious acts while he was downstairs in his basement watching a movie. But over time in prison, his story has changed many, many, many times. However, a little over a year after the murders were committed on January 19th, 1975, the Lutz family moved in and got a really, really good deal on that house. So did they know? Yes, they did know. They were like, we're going to move into this, like, multiple murder LSD demon house? Yes, that we are there. They they knew from the start that this was a a murder place, which is why they got it on the cheap, um, because it it was the site of a grisly murder. Um, and they all and they basically they they talked to each other. The family talked to each other and agreed that they could handle it and that it would be fine. And it was a really good deal. And they all moved in uh, a little over a year later on January nineteenth, nineteen seventy five. So a year and like two months, almost to the day. Uh, they moved in, and that's where the haunting begins. Now, it's important to note that the Lutzes actually only lived in that house just under, uh, just under a month. Like they, it was they like quick. showed up, and they were like, "No." It was December nineteenth, by the way. Sorry, not January nineteenth. But they lived there for just under a month, uh, from December nineteenth to January fourteenth, and then they they moved out immediately, Whoa. leaving everything that they owned behind, and had um, movers come pick it up the next day. Okay. So, they only were there for about a month. So, their claims... Do we know... Do we know... Going back to the to the DeFeo yes. murders. Yes. Before we get into, like, the crazy The stuff, crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we know why he shot, shot his entire family besides the voices? Have there ever been... Was there any sign of, like, there were issues with his parents? Or he... Besides drug... Heavy drug use. <laughs> was... Because... There's so, a lot of things here that don't make sense to me, and I'm really... It seems like none of this makes sense. Like, he has a gun that is very loud. That is a loud right. gun. Right, so that's actually something we're, we can get into if you want to do that now, is... Uh, yeah, like, why is everyone face down the bed? Were they moved face down the bed? They right. So here's the thing. The, the thing is, you can't get a straight story out of DeFeo. He, once he was in prison, his story changed... To like nine, I think the the actual count is nine different stories he's told as to why he did it and how he did it. 
Um, everything from voices that he heard, which, uh, surprise, surprise, was the main reason uh, he got the insanity plea that he That's was exactly what I was going to say, is did he talk yeah. to a lawyer before or after he said he started hearing voices? Because if, I, yeah, if so, I murdered my whole family, I would be like, how can I get out of this? And I can imagine a lawyer just being like, just act crazy. Sorry. Right. And, and, and he did. Um, and, and that was he actually did get the insanity plea. He got that. He got charged for second degree murder, uh, was put into an institution for 25 years to life. He'll he'll never be out of there. I think he's in uh, life uh, and he never got out. Now, the thing is, the stories are, are all over the place. So obviously we have the de- demon voice telling him to murder things. Um, there's also the story that he and his sister did it together, that his sister was super pissed uh, at her parents for not letting her move out and move in with her boyfriend. So one night while they were drinking in the basement, came up with a plan to kill the whole family. And you make a good point too, Jesse, is that that gun that he used is incredibly loud, so loud that it should be able to be heard many, many blocks away, but nobody heard anything and um one of the one of the things that he said or they the people paranormal investigators who believe the story say is the reason nobody heard anything is because demonic energies stifled the noises of the gun demonic silencer like a a possessed silencer satan was like (laughs) (laughs) i get to see like fire poofs up and satan steps out and he's like all right, DeFeo, I brought you a silencer. Stab them, DeFeo. <laughs> no, I want to use my gun. Oh, <laughs> fine. Let me get my silencer. <laughs> so, yeah, it says here, um, I'm reading into it. It says yep. here that uh, Don, Don, yeah, his sister, sister mm-hmm. wanted to kill the parents because they wouldn't. Yeah, you're Maybe right. Maybe they were just the mad because thing. their names were Ron and Don, and that's, like, really annoying. <laughs> And so apparently she killed the kids and yep. he was furious so he killed her? Yes. So like the story is he killed the parents, she killed the kids. He was mad that he she killed the kids so then she, he shot her. And there was there's also evidence with the bodies as well that some of them were awake when they were shot. Um that there was like a like a movement or a struggle and the bodies were moved after they were shot to be put in the bed to make it look like they were all asleep. All right, that makes more sense then. I yeah, okay. All yep. right. I believe, I believe these two were probably crazy people. It's just a and murder I definitely fest believe that got that. fucked up really fast. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. But there's also the the reason the mob was brought up is because his grandfather is was actually part of the mob. Um, and what? Again, supposedly, uh, this is another story. Is that the reason he went to jail and he's the only one taking the rap is because his grandfather apparently knew that he and his sister were having some incestuous relationships and that couldn't get out. It tarnished his name in the mob. So he was like, "You're going to prison. You know, we're putting this on you. It doesn't matter. You're going away." And that doesn't it seem more likely than putting all these stories together? Right. If I had to take a crazy wild <laughs> guess. He probably was, don't you think it could have been like, he was definitely banging his sister, and then she was like, I want to move my boyfriend, wink. I wouldn't, I wouldn't the say definitely. Like, the parents are like, no. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say definitely. banging his sister. 100% banging his sister. And then, and then she was like, I want to move my boyfriend, wink. And he's like, yeah, I'll help you move your boyfriend. And the parents are like, yeah. you two are the worst. Stop it. You're on drugs and you're creepy. Nah. And then she's like, if I can't be in love with my brother, I'm going to kill my parents. And he's like, I'll help you, acid. And then, <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say, he's like, I'll help you. Hang on. Let me go take my Satan talking juice. Let me just talk to the devil yeah, real quick. Let me go and get then, my demonic go, silencer. <laughs> and then because he's caught up in the whole thing, she's really the crazy one. She's like, uh, we're going to do this. She she kills the kids too because she's like no witnesses and he's like right. what you do oh no <laughs> like, and so he kills her I can imagine she's like grandpa's in the mob grandpa's in the mob Ronnie no witnesses you heard him say it before <laughs> <laughs> remember I'm just remember saying, when you said you I, got I Jesse on the show because he was the skeptic <laughs> and then, Bro, yeah. now we're like hot taking like step by step <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I there's got to be a logical reason, even though my reasons are insane. There's got to be a logical, uh, it's Sherlockian reason for this. Like there's a simple answer. Occam's here. Razor. And Occam's Razor. Maybe yes. he's schizophrenic. Right, that's no, also exactly. possible. Yeah, that's uh, that right. just happened with that Slenderman girl. She just got. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. She just got sentenced to forty years in a mental institution because she heard 
She like talked to Slenderman, and he was like, "You have to kill to like get into Come the Slender mansion. mansion." Yeah, <laughs> the go Slender watch that documentary. Mansion. That documentary is fascinating. That is some crazy shit. But like, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's uh, happened. the idea that these these two girls found each other and they both fed off each other's like own neuroses. Yeah, to the point where they're like, yeah, this this it, it's crazy because they even they say it. We learned it on this page called Creepy Pasta. Yeah. And we know it's an internet story, but we don't want Slenderman to kill us. Like they know it's not real, but at the same time, don't yeah, know but it's not once, real. Yeah, but once 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 one of them is schizophrenic, like it, you know, it it stops being just fake. Like she kind of like also it's real a little bit because she's actually talking to and seeing Slenderman. You know, right? right. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's a fascinating look at at. When you learn about the parents, you learn about their history yeah. with mental illness, and you're like, wow, this is, it's incredible. And the fact that the little girl survived, definitely go. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. No, yeah. it's Slender HBO. Man. I think it's HBO. on HBO. Yeah, yeah. HBO. But, yeah. Yeah, go watch it on there. It's great. But, like, and, and I can see it thing, being like, real up to, I could see it all being real up to, like, I don't know about the hauntings, but, like, I could see it just being, like, I heard voices. I couldn't stop once I started killing yeah. everybody. I could see it. Yeah, I, I can too. I can definitely see it. And, and again, we're going to get into the hauntings here momentarily. Like every, while there are a lot of haunting stuff out there that I, were, I would I would love to cover, that's way more believable and, and has way more evidence. Um, this is one of the ones that has a tragic story behind it, and then gets into like silly Hollywood nonsense movie haunting stuff that the, that the Lutzes claim, um, <laughs> which which we can get into like right now. So. The Lutzes move in in, uh, in, in uh, December 19th, 1975. Uh, they're there for just under a month before they move out, claiming that the place is horrendously haunted, that the, a lot of people have claimed that Amityville is like a gateway to hell because of the horrible things that happened in that house. Um, and when they moved in, they say immediately weird things started happening. Like day one, day two after moving in, uh, him, his wife, and his two children, had, or, or three children rather, had weird things happening to them. Um, simple things, like, that's typical haunting stuff, like, they claimed that they would have a fire burning day in and day out because of how cold the house was, that no matter what they did, the house stayed ice cold, and they could not bring the temperature up, uh, the garage door would open and shut on its own, uh, a, a, a knife, now, I tried oh, to- question, 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 yeah, question, yeah, question, yeah, question. Yeah. go right ahead. Um, where does this take place? Where's Amityville? Amityville is, I want to say New England, I'll double check real quick, because that's something I didn't Just, check. Just, I mean, and when do they move in? 1975. One year, like, Janu one year later. January? Long Island, no, December. Long Island, New York. Yeah. And they moved in December, because uh, I, I wrote it down wrong. They moved in December 19th, 1975. And how old is this house? Well, they had the house, uh, the, the uh, DeFeo family had the house since 1965. They were living there for almost 10 years before the murders happened. And the house existed before 1965? It definitely uh, it looks like, from what I've seen of it, it looks older, but I don't know how much the one that I've seen is like conflated with like a movie version. Yeah, so there's like true. Just, um, just putting this out there, just just uh, putting this out there. Uh, it was new in 1965. Oh, okay. It was a new 1965. Yeah, wow. that's what I'm All looking right. at. Yeah, I'm just putting this out there. A house built in New England mm -hmm. in December or mm -hmm. January. And they're like, we had a fire burning, but it was so cold. <laughs> that just sounds like New England. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm staring like out my, my window right I've now. Been to New England, living in New England, there's snow outside right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. it, and it hasn't snowed here in like three weeks, and there's still piles of snow outside. The garage door opens and shuts on its own. Yeah, that sounds like bad wiring. It <laughs> doesn't sound like ghosts. <laughs> well, then we get into some of the <laughs> the weirder things, like a knife. And now I did try to research it, but everything it says is like a knife. So I don't know if they meant a specific knife. Um, but would c constantly, repeatedly get knocked over in the kitchen. It's like a really vindictive now, poltergeist. Right. That's that. Part of me hopes that <laughs> I they even mean like this knife. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> screw part of me knife. hopes that they mean that like it is just one knife, like a very specific knife that that the ghost just hated, or really wanted to like cut up some vegetables, and he's his incorporeal form just would not allow him to hold on to it for too long. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I just ah oh, ah oh, shit. Guy, I swear, man, I, I felt the handle in my hand, and all the demons around him's like, "Next time, man, you'll get it." Next time. <laughs> it happens thirty times in five minutes. <laughs> the knife gets knocked over. I gotta go talk to the kids upstairs and tell them demonic things. So you keep trying. I'll be back yeah. when you're ready. 
Could, um, could you grab my silencer? But, <laughs> go get my demon silencer. I'll be I'll be right back. Then we get into the more weird shit. So George said he would wake up uh, 3.15 a.m. on the dot almost every morning. Uh, and that <laughs> coincides specifically with when uh, apparently the murders took place, when, when Ron DeFeo murdered everybody in the house. These are, so these wake are up too cool. These, like, that's, a, that's too cool of a detail. Right. Oh, dude, it gets cooler. So he would also say he would wake up and see his wife next to him levitating off of the bed. Zero to 60. That is uh, <laughs> a knife getting knocked over to his sure, wife like, levitating. No way. That's crazy. But apparently his sons would see each other levitating in bed as well in another <laughs> room completely. I want to know, like, why ghosts want to levitate people. Just to, f- just to screw with us, I think. Just be like, hey, man, no, you're not on your bed anymore. Ooh, you would think you'd also wake up. They're like, dude, dude, levitating. dude, you want to see something funny? Grab his arms. Grab his arms. Grab his- I'll grab his leg. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, lift him off the bed. I can't think of any other reason why somebody would do that. Or they're doing, like, Cirque du Soleil and, like, <laughs> the kids are, like, the barrel. I don't know. I don't know why they would do it. I want Cirque du Soleil ghost. They're just, like, in their... Ni- it's, again, 1970s, so they're in, like, their 1970s onesie acrobat outfit. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm oh. imagining. And they're just picking up the kids. It's like, on the count of three, John over here is going to leap over the child. And then uh. he's going to knock over the knife. <laughs> and, then in, and then in less than ten seconds, he's going to appear in the kitchen <laughs> and knock over a knife. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like all the demons like, oh, very nice. Oh, this oh, is that's good. wonderful. This is great. I'm glad I came. How much did you pay? Oh, three souls yeah. to get in? That's oh, solid. There. Yeah. That's a good deal. Um, so his sons would see uh, getting levitating in bed. Other things that would happen, a pig-like demon creature with glowing red eyes would stare down at George and his son Daniel from a window. I would never enter the home again. I would go to the police and never enter the home again if a pig creature was there. Right? Like, and apparently his daughter named, uh, named that pig creature and called it one of her good friends, like an invisible friend. Yikes. And it would just stand and stare at her outside. They apparently also saw that same creature, him and his son, outside when they were outside walking back into the house, outside of the daughter's window on the second floor, staring at her through the window. Oh, my God. Right? At that point, why would you be like, all right, well, we should probably go wake up Jane. You know, she's got that creature staring at her again. Yeah, I don't... I don't understand. I don't understand how if all this is happening... Right! if, if, If I saw any of this... Can I tell you something... When I, years ago, after I had saw the movie Ring, uh-huh. uh, I, or The Ring, or Ringu, or whatever you want to call it, I was, I was in Ohio at the time, I went to bed one night, for, you know how you can turn the TV off, or the cable off, yeah. and leave one of them on? Sure. I actually turned the cable off, went to bed, woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a glow coming from the TV oh, room. Oh boy. I almost, I almost got in a car and just <laughs> got away, until I realized it was just like... The blue screen that said no no cable service or whatever right. it said. It's funny how like but, those classic movie moments are just like you can just mess up a little bit and then like accidentally perfectly create it. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, I it just I would have been gone if that <laughs> right. Been, That's like, what I'm saying. I would have been out. I'd be like mm. no no. To their credit, they did leave after a few weeks, but they like. The first, because the way they talk about it, it sounds like that they've seen this. They see this creature multiple times. Literally, this reads the first time you see a <laughs> demon pig with red eyes. I'm out. You I'm leave. out. There is there is no like. Eh, we'll give him a chance. He could be a good this guy. Literally, a it pig. reads like a that treatment. A demon it reads like a movie treatment. In. Like there's no like this. Literally, re- right? Like I can't. Like it seems so. Of course, this is fake. You know. Exactly. I can just imagine walking in and the demon creature is the one cutting up, like, the veggies with the knife. Yeah. And he's, like, doing the ghost a favor. It's ridiculous. Uh, so what do you want for dinner? <laughs> oh, I was, I was going to make spaghetti, but it looks like you're working on a salad, so that's fine. That uh, Salad works. <laughs> they have, like, like, like communication issues. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I speak English. He speaks demonic-ese. Yeah. And it's just, you know, some, con- some yeah. conversation. from Mars. I don't have the Venus. special drugs. Yeah. I don't have the drugs that DeFeo was using to communicate with this guy. Yeah, that hardcore LSD heroin combo. <laughs> right. God. Um, 
other things that happened in this household, other than the, the pig demon creature, uh, they, they claimed that they had a priest come over and uh, to, to bless the house. Not exercise the house, mind you. Just bless the house. And when the priest was done, he heard a voice shout, Get out! And told the family to never sleep in a certain room in the house. Didn't, couldn't figure out what room he was talking about, by the way. And the priest then, immediately after, got flu-like symptoms and began to bleed from his hands. And then he fell down a giant staircase. <laughs> I just, I just, I have so many questions. Why would, uh, like, doesn't, doesn't, ahead, this Jesse. Then, just, doesn't this then debunk the idea of exorcisms? If the priest couldn't do anything. Well, remember, I, then, like, like I said, he, they didn't ask him to do an exorcism. He just came to bless the house. There is a difference. That's because they didn't want it to be like, if they did an exorcism, it'd be like, all right, it's done. And right, the, the ghost is gone. Yep. We can't do anything about it anymore. So my question is, does instead of it disproving exorcisms, why didn't they just, if they were so bad, why didn't they have him exercise the house? Right, exactly. I just like that someone told him to get out. Like That's literally, out that's out literally an Eddie Murphy bit, like verbatim. Oh, really? Like a ghost saying, <laughs> nice. get out, and then just leaving the house immediately. <laughs> Straight up. Well, like, all right, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm ya. out. See you later. Um, other things, your tip, other typical haunting things: a strange odor would permeate the house constantly, and no matter what they did, they couldn't get rid of it. As well as flies always in the house and sometimes swarming, um, which is a typical in in haunting thing is a typical like demonic presence type of thing. Where yeah, but that also could be because there's a strange odor permeating <laughs> the house constantly. And isn't it on? And it's probably like it on Long Island decomposing something. Yes, this is Long Island, New York. Yeah, isn't it pretty like humid? Kind of over there, kind of swampy. Not in December. Not in December. Yes, I, I guess so. There were fl- hold on. There were flies in December. Yes, I this it. remember this all happened between December and January. Like literally within a three and a half week period. That's it. So it's snowing. All of so it. It's snowing and there's flies. That's what they're saying. This is like That's, this is, is like getting scientifically impossible. <laughs> that is not. It's not possible. Flies cannot exist. In that cold climate. But that's why it's demonic, Jesse, because it's paranormal. No, it could be the bullshit. <laughs> Did you say the bullshit? bullshit? Da bullshit. It could be bullshit. The bullshit. Da bullshit. Well, we're going to get into the, the bullshit part here in a little bit here. Um, other things that they said they saw, uh, that he went out one day and saw demonic hoof prints outside in the snow. What's the difference? Now, I don't know how you yeah. determine <laughs> if hoof prints difference? are demonic or not. <laughs> they were on fire. <laughs> But uh yes, flies literally die in the winter. They they <laughs> when they become inactive and die. That's so, like the way it works. So here's it's, it's if there were actually flies, here's my thought. That smell was coming from like a fucking lost can of spam that somebody opened left. Yeah. And like absolutely. The f- flies and that's were that's how flies it. can live though. It, it, it like during the winter, they just like chill out with all the the gross Stuff decaying matter, and then they come out in the summer. Yep, that is yep. possible. That is a very funny detail to be the one that blows this whole case wide open. <laughs> well, <laughs> the the what blows this case wide o- wide open is coming in a bit here. Um, Levitating wild, so, we'll see. Uh, Pig like creature, we'll see. Flies <laughs> in the winter time. No, this is fake. <laughs> no, no, no! Fly, flies would be dead in the winter yeah. time. What the hell? I'm just saying the other things you can't disprove. <laughs> but yeah, flies in the winter true. time, that's just science. There's, no, there's nowhere to look up the pig creature. Yeah, you can't look up <laughs> pig demon. Yeah, that's right. Well, like the pig thing. demon reminds me of like the isn't it is Saw the movie? Yeah, the guy that straight wears up. the pig mask. I'm like that's what I in my head. That's what I'm seeing. I'm picturing the game over I- screen from Zelda, like just like that, like Ganon. <laughs> you have Zelda too. Yeah. <laughs> Just Ganon, yeah, like yeah, Ganon. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> oh, that's my best friend Ganon. He hangs out of my window all the time. Would you? I like... tell him my deepest darkest secrets. Now that now if now if the little girl said that's my friend that's my secret invisible friend Ganon, then my mind would be yeah. blown. <laughs> I'd be like, she predicted Ganon. <laughs> that would be messed up. That would be. Oh, then uh, then I would be like, all right, this is real. This is real. <laughs> well, then I would be like, it's not a haunting. She's just psychic. She, yeah, she just loves gaming. She's just a gamer right. before gaming. She becomes Miyamoto somehow. Precog. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Um, 
So yeah, the demonic hoof prints out in the snow outside. He said time he out. saw. Whoa, okay, time, yeah, out, okay, time out. Yeah, time yeah, out. Time yeah. out. Time out. Why are there hoof prints in the snow? Demonic hoof prints. Demons were right. prancing Why? around and demons were walking flutes. around outside. And they, uh, I, Wait, if the demons can float up to the second floor window, why do they need to it's walk? A tum- it's like a Mister Tumnus, like sort of like pagan cavorting with the pan flute and the little sprig mm-hmm. in the hair. Well, how do we know he's demonic? How do we know they aren't just pans? That, that's true. Delightful pans. That's true. Inviting the children <laughs> out to a bacchanal. <laughs> that's why they did. Th- it's not a demonic pig creature. It's like a fairy. It's an invitation to bacchanal. Yeah. She's like, come play with me in my head maze. My favorite word. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, see, we're getting to the real bottom of it. It's not demons. It's Mm -hmm. fairy creatures. It's great. Um, Other things that have been detailed is that damage to the doors, like the doorknobs, hardware, and locks uh, were completely damaged and and ruined from the the ghost constantly opening and slamming the doors. Is it verifiable, this detail? We'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to the truth. Um, Other things, (laughs) this is like straight SpongeBob. And green ooze will come through the wall. So green ooze would permeate the walls and the floor. This is regular. So that could be that could be what the smell was. That's it's probably true. rot. And that's what the flies. This is that's too true. many. Or, this is too many things. Dude, all right, and I want I want to point this out. Like I'm going through this <laughs> list. I'm going through this list and I I had to cut a bunch of the things that they claimed happened in this house because I could have two pages of just Here's the weird shit that they claimed happened. Wait, in in the like three or four weeks they were there, all this happened. Yes, this happened in three and a half weeks. If it was all this of it, must have been. If the real like imagining this in reality, it's like the that scene in Ghostbusters with the refrigerator. But like for three months, there's like nothing that I couldn't do that for an hour. <laughs> I just don't get it. No, the, dude, I'm like I've had if any of this like. Hardcore haunting stuff even happened one time to me. Wherever I was, I'd be a mile and a half away in my car, like, within a minute. I'd be out. Right. So fast. But apparently, I don't like, you know, none of this is real anyway. But I'm just, I want to criticize them as, like, writers. You know? <laughs> right. This is, but this is, this is the problem I have with all ghost haunting stories. Yeah. Every single one is, these terrible, terrible things happened. It was wild. Stuff flies around. There, I have, ghosts are watching me pee. Whatever. <laughs> and then when someone goes to interview these people, and they're just like, "Well, you know, we're kind of sharing the house with the ghost. Don't you? Don't you understand? Like, <laughs> the ghost was there before us, so we can't leave because, you know, we are." learning from this ghost like the ghost is learning from, like bs excuses as to why they would still be in this terrible situation because it's like fake. i would it's fake. i would i would believe them. i would believe somebody on the news so much more if they were like it's awful i hate it i never get to sleep i'm so scared all the time <laughs> like like that's that you never yes, see that like i should leave right now i shouldn't live here i moved my family into a hotel it Those, is terrible when you never see those, there are there, those exist. Those kinds of hauntings exist, and those are the ones that are more believable, in my opinion, than this kind of stuff where the dude is the family is living here again. Keep in mind too, outside of George and his wife, they've got kids. If this is happening, this is actually happening. They're floating and kids are being like tormented and floated and haunted by demon creatures. Who cares about yourself? Get your kids out of there. Exactly. Like you be a parent, right? I. Well, whatever. What happens next? That's the okay, next- so here's my favorite one. Okay, this is like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so George claims he would see his wife before his very eyes transform into an old woman. Old woman, not old women. That'd be weird, but <laughs> an old woman <laughs> with wrinkled skin, hair, and the face of a 90-year-old and all. Right. all. Time out again. Time out again. <laughs> We've established this house was built in 1965. That is correct. Where the old lady? There was no old lady that lived there before, so where's well, this old lady come from? There's another claim I didn't write down, but I, I, I was going to touch on in the truth. There's another claim that the house was built on top of an Indian burial ground. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> my parents, for when I left for college, my parents moved out of our hometown in Ohio and went to Louisville, Kentucky. In Kentucky, they lived in a place called Pont, like on, it, it was called Indian Hills. Okay. They lived on Pawnee Trail. Pawnee Trail is the intersection. I'm just gonna lay out some stuff for you. Yeah, please do. Between the Zachary Taylor National Cemetery, a Civil War cemetery, Indian Hills, which is literally like right. Indian burial grounds, 
<laughs> and Locust Grove, which is an old plantation. If anyone should have had ghosts, <laughs> it should have been my parents. No, man. No, your parents were one ghost. Your parents not didn't. One. <laughs> your parents didn't have their third eye open. They were not sensitive to the paranormal. Uh, no, no, you don't understand. My parents. One of the one of the rooms that I slept in in their house was they. So they made all the different rooms in the house like a different theme because whatever reason. <laughs> one was a blue room. One was a yellow room. In the yellow room, they put up paintings that. L- they got at a garage sale, and every one of the paintings literally looked like a painting you would see in a house that was trying to kill you. <laughs> and still, I slept in this room, and besides having an uncomfortable night's sleep on the terrible bed they had in there, I never had any problems because I, it's all BS. If I, if I was a ghost, why would I hang around and piss off some fat kid in a yellow room? It sounds like you it just would, I, I would just imagine that. your parents being like, all right, Jesse. Now we're gonna have you sleep in this little room with all these pictures. Now don't mind them; they look like they want to murder you. But we're just they trying did. to see if ghosts are gonna come around and haunt the crap out of you. It is. It, it, I just, I just, I'm more inclined to, to believe that there is a scientific or some sort of a, like an echo, like a like some sort of crazy echo thing of of something that happened in the past, like a recorded energy like, kind of thing. Yeah, well, have you heard? I'd be more inclined to like go down that path than like right. a ghost did it. Which again, I think. Do you, I don't know. I don't right. believe any of it. But have whatever. you heard of no, that no, frequency it, it, or whatever? Have you heard of? Have like, you heard of that thing? When you, when you come yes. when, when talking about hauntings, there's like, the intelligent kind of hauntings, and then there's the, like the what Jesse was talking about, like a recorded echo of what happened there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of different hauntings, and I would be more inclined I, to believe that as well if there was anything happening, but. I yeah. also don't think anything's happening in this they house. They were saying they were well, saying that there's like some like geothermal or like like some sort of like thing that happens in the earth, like plates moving or something or adjusting that like mm-hmm. sends out these like very very deep sounds that like make you feel like creepy stuff's happening. Oh. And like okay. they vibrate your eyeballs even and like make you like see mm. things moving around. And like I That seems pretty like, they measure, like, famous haunted places, and they find these frequencies sometimes. It's I, I'm interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I'm down one day to go just go straight ghost hunting. I would go. Saying. I would do it, dude. I was talking to somebody about the house. Someone's got to be the guy who's like, fight me, ghost, so I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? You have Zach to do Bagans it. Of yeah, the group. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, someone's got to fight a ghost. It's going to be yeah. me. Um, so, yeah, well, well let's push it. That, that's the weirdest one. Just seeing your wife transform into an old woman before her eyes. Like, what does she it think just, about that it? Doesn't... Is she like, what? Right, that's yeah. the thing. Like, you never hear anything about the wife. Like, everything I read anyway, like, maybe in some books that I just didn't get to read because I just didn't have, like, you know, forever on my hands. She talks a little bit more. But everything's, for the most part, all the claims are coming from the husband, George. Um, even today, he doesn't deny. He, he still claims that this all happened. But we'll, we'll talk about why we think that isn't in, in the first place. Whoa. So, again, after all of that happened, uh, on January 14th, 1976, the entire family moved out, completely leaving everything they owned. However, the next day, they had movers go by and pick it up. The movers reported zero paranormal activity while they were within the house. Uh, taking out all of the furniture. It wasn't extremely cold. No ooze. The doors. No, no ooze. No flies. The knife. No doors. No knife. The knife no, was no fine. vegetable cutting demon. Uh, knife was good. Uh, nothing. And nothing happened while they were there. However, in this time, as we were saying before, you have to remember that this, this is during a time where the Exorcist movie had come out, and there was already a fever pitch for for spooky stuff and haunted stuff. And uh, whoa, 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 whoa. They just saw The Exorcist and were like, we can make a buck off of this. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there, yeah. Oh, this is exactly what this so, is. So, however, Amityville's like legend spread pretty quickly amongst other paranormal investigators and people who are into this stuff. So two months after the family moved out, a quote-unquote psychic slumber party happened where a bunch of psychics and paranormal researchers went to the house to look for evidence after hearing so much about it. And amongst those psychics that were there were none other than the infamous Warren couple who were there to feel demonic energies. Now, the wife, uh, Mrs. Warren, claims that she is a sensitive, that she is a psychic. And while she was there, she also claimed that the demon that was haunting the place is different for everybody. What? Yeah, the, the demon, uh, you, the way you react to the demon is, is different depending on who you are. 
Okay. Apparently. All right. The Wardens are also the only people that have any photographs from that psychic place, uh, from that rather the haunted Amityville. And that's where the infamous scary spooky ghost boy photo comes from. Now, I'm sure you've seen it. If you look it up, like ghost boy Amityville horror, you'll see the photo I'm talking about. Uh, it's pretty infamous and people claim it's one of the the biggest pieces of, of evidence in, in paranormal Oh, I'm looking up right now. You can see him. He's like looking over a banister yeah. with like glowing I've eyes. Seen this. I've seen this picture. Yes, most people have seen that picture in some way. Um, the Warrens claim while they were there that they were shoved, they heard voices, and felt an energy present within the house uh, while they were there. And then, of course, afterwards, with the Warrens and the Lutzes, tons of books and movies, even so much as, what, last year or the year before there was a new Amityville horror movie, were made about the haunting that happened in the Amityville uh, in Long Island, New York. Now, the house is owned by somebody. They Now, they changed the address, and they don't claim anything is happening while they are there. But that is that is the legend of Amityville. That is what they claimed happened, why it happened, the murders and such. Did you see the picture, Jesse, uh, of the boy looking over the banister? Yeah, so, so according to uh, the story, yes. uh, professional photographer Gene Campbell set up a camera on the second floor, and... It took many, 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 many photos all in a row, right? Yeah. And out of the many rolls of film, only one frame showed the little boy. Correct. I would, out of everything, that is the most interesting thing to me. The rest of it is is not like, I don't care about like, oh, the ghosts and the ghoulies. I'm interested in how that shot was taken. They show so, they show the picture. Like, if you if you can find a picture of the boy that was killed in the in the shootings. Yeah. And you compare it to that ghost's face. This the, I've seen this like there's like a almost like a meme looking image of it somewhere that you can find probably on Google Images, and it's like you see the boy and he does like admittedly, as much as I'm like very skeptical about the Amityville haunting in general, they look it looks like the kid, right? Well, and and, and that that is what interests me. And it, you, it's we're gonna the get rest in- of it. I'm kind of like meh, but this. Photo, however, this was done, be it through like sly, sneaky ways yeah. or possibly something really creepy and weird. I think this is the interesting thing. This so, photo alone is like, hmm. there is a, we're going to get to the picture because there is a debunk that's out there that talks about why that picture isn't necessarily of a ghost. Uh, but now okay. we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna shift gears a bit and talk about the truth of what happened in Amityville. Amityville. And again, if you guys want to know more, like there's. I was reading through, like, again, like, fucking GeoCities websites about this stuff uh, over the past week and stuff. And there's so much to talk about as to the truth and the haunting and stuff. So if you want to know more, there's a lot more to learn. Feel free to go research it yourself. We're kind of giving you the highlights of what's going on here. Um, so the, the truth is the murders did happen. Uh, DeFeo did murder his family, or at least, you know, he was part of a murder conspiracy that happened there. Uh, he would change his story in prison about eight or nine different times. Uh, in court, he did claim hearing voices to be to, to be used to get in the insanity plea, and it worked. Uh, he was sentenced for second-degree murder and sentenced for 25 years to life and put in an institution uh, because he got his insanity plea. We already talked about that. We know that. However, with the Lutzes moving in, one of the things to note is that why, you know, the question is, why would they make up all this haunting? Well, when the Lutzes moved in, at the time of them moving in, they were in a lot of financial trouble, speculating, uh, leading to speculation, rather, and motive that the whole haunted house thing was done so they could make money. And again, The Exorcist was really popular right around then, and hauntings were selling like hotcakes, so they made a lot of money off of the books and coming movies that would happen, telling their quote-unquote true story of the Amityville haunting. Oh, and you can also so yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense. More importantly, it also makes sense why the Warrens, for example, would latch onto that because that's yep. free money. Yep, and the Warrens would do this a lot. So the Amityville is what made the Warrens famous within the paranormal community, and over the many years of them doing this, this is kind of what they would do. They would find really popular hauntings and then approach the people and be like, "Do you want to make some money?" and like work with them and, and do things. Um, Interesting. So. One of the big things, too, is that a lot of people didn't believe what was happening. So one person, his name is Rick Moran. Uh, he so was a big researcher. I know. I said that was the same thing when I was researching. <laughs> he basically came at them with the nerd book and went in detail to find over 100 different, um, what do you call it, discrepancies between what they claimed 
and, and the actual facts of what happened. For instance, one of the claims, the demonic hoof prints that were found in the snow, couldn't have happened when they were happening there because while they lived there, it wasn't snowing. It never <laughs> snowed why would they, while they lived Why would they there. make a lie like that? That's what I'm, they, I don't I, know. I'm more mad <laughs> that, that these guys didn't do their homework. I'm more mad. Right. You like, I'm more mad it's a it bad is. hoax than that it's a hoax. <laughs> right. It's, me, a, to, it's a dumb hoax. Yeah. To me, it sounds like when uh, imagine you're at a party and you meet a bunch of like really cool people and they start telling stories. Oh, you get the one about. Upper. Yeah. They start telling some amazing stories. And you have no cool, amazing stories, so you just start to lie. <laughs> Get right. You're the one-upper. You have to one-up them. Well, but, but it's also that idea of I start telling you guys a story about how this one time I went out to this party, and, you know, it was pretty cool, and I saw a celebrity there. And I think it's really going to impress you, but you're not impressed with the celebrity. So I'm like, oh, and also the president was there. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Of course. To me, this reads as like, yeah, there was like weird eyes. Oh, those eyes were like a pig man, and there were <laughs> demonic hoof prints. And so everyone, you know, he keeps trying to up it so that more and more people become engaged with what, oh, this definitely, which explains to me why so much stuff happened, because in order to get everyone interested, you had to BS a lot of stuff. Yep. So what else? Yep. So like, what else? So other things, um, the claim that all the door handles and everything were destroyed or, or man, like manhandled and, and broken in a lot of ways. None of the actual door handles and hardware within the what house the was touched. How long it was would all that perfectly take? intact. How long would it take to like fuck if you're up gonna move doors? out and claim like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're gonna run out and leave everything behind, take a screwdriver and a hammer and just like just fuck the maybe bash up a, up a couple bit. door handles. Yeah, put some hands yeah, on like, the That's walls. a really easy one. That's a really really easy one. However, the people who moved in after and everything and Rick Moran when he did his research, none of the hardware was touched. Like it was all fine. Everything was okay in the house. Nothing was busted whatsoever. You said people have moved in afterwards? Yeah, people moved in um, about a year after all this happened and they don't talk about it because there's nothing happening. <laughs> yeah, right. So, right, of course. They're the ones that actually changed the address from 112 to 108 as well. So They were just like grown-ups um, that showed up and they were like, we want to live in this beautiful home. Right, and they know everything that happened, and they nothing's happening um, because it was a hoax. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, other things: the the claim that it was put on a b- Indian bel- burial ground uh, that that was explained away because there. What they said is that uh, Moran said in quotes, "Experts told me that the tribe mentioned was not from the Amityville area, and at all, actually, they had inhabited the eastern tip of Long Island, seventy miles away, and that the settlers mentioned were never local residents either." And since tactics were clear uh, when strapped for good material for a book, which this is the guy who wrote the Amityville Horror True Story book, uh, he padded it with quasi-factoids. He just, like, went on, like, little – it's, like, pretty much exactly what Jesse was saying, but in book form. Yeah, yeah. So the guy who wrote the true story, basically, it's, like, imagine going on to, like, Google and being, like, Indian burial ground near Amityville Horror House and just looking for, like, the closest – uh, tribe that was nearby and saying that that's where they were buried when they weren't at all. It's, yeah, it seems everything revolving around this is the original family was like, we can make some money off of the hype around right. the exorcist. And then everyone else saw, oh my god, these people, whether they believed it or not, they were like, these people are experiencing things that we can make money off of. Right. So then you have all these different people coming in and trying to make a buck off of this incident. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it continues to this day. Yeah. Uh, so the two big smoking guns that, that people point to and be like, this is a big old hoax, is remember that priest that I told you about who came in and blessed the house and all this other stuff? Uh, he, when he was interviewed by Rick Moran, he held to that story until he was eventually put under oath uh, in, in, in an affidavit. And he said that he had actually never been to the house and only ever spoke to the family on the phone. What? Yes. Dude. The, I'm just, it's such sloppy hoaxing. Yep. <laughs> no. And then the last big piece is that the Lutz's lawyers, who they worked with about getting book deals and movies and all this stuff, uh, when there was a financial b- dispute between the Lutz's and the lawyer, the lawyer came out saying that the whole haunting story was uh, made up by the between the family and him over the courses of many bottles of wine on a night to make a good amount of money and scam a bunch of people. Well, there you go. 
Yep. So the photo, by the way, uh, the big the photo that people like, well, what about the photo? Got to remember now at that night there was a quote unquote psychic slumber party. There were seven people there. I love that they called it that, that. Like that's a thing. I don't. I think that might have just been the wet, one of the websites I was reading oh. was called. This, like, <laughs> I think it was like a news article I was reading. Um, but uh, the there were seven people there, and if you compare that picture and like the shirt that you can kind of see between the banisters and the the shirt of one of the the psychics there, uh, it looks mighty close to one of the other psychics that were at the slumber party. Oh, really? So he might have just been caught like walking around. Yeah, there's a guy named. Out. <laughs> this is my favorite part. There's a guy named Paul Bart. Oh yep, man, who. Who <laughs> was there as well? He was in a shirt that seems to resemble. I'm looking like a mall at mall right security yep. uh, guard he, outfit. He rides around on a Segway. <laughs> it very, very much looks like him. Yep. And apparently, there is something called the Amity Truth Board that is a website devoted to debunking the hell out of literally yeah. everything about it. Yep. Yeah. And it's really, like, again, like you don't even have to dig that hard to, to figure out, like, this is all just a giant, giant scam. Um, the Warrens still hold to the fact that it was, you know, haunted, but of course they would because they keep getting movies made with them in it and making a ton of money. Um, and George Lutz, the, the the husband, said that he, he holds to it as well, though he says some of it's real, other parts aren't, but he provides zero evidence that any of it ever happened. And again, he's made a ton of money off of it as well. He's chilling. He's done. He, he's yeah. done it. How old is he, he now? He got what he wanted. Um, how old is he? That's a good question. Let me see if I can. Fi- I'm sure. How old is George Lutz? Probably like 80, right? Something like that. 59. What? Well, he was 59. And he died in 2006. Oh, okay, okay. At 59 okay, years okay. old. So uh, he he died at kind of a young age, but he made his money. That's, he got exactly what he wanted out of the whole that's haunting. So thing. bold. I wish that you could still right? do that. That'd be so tight. Yeah, this is before the internet. Yeah. That's the thing. The Wild West. Yeah. Of uh, of haunting, you could just and, and lie. That's, that's you could just lie. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and the people are willing to believe during that particular time, like because. But that's the same thing when people were like, "I have this salve right here. If you rub it on your head, <laughs> it'll make your testicles grow three times bigger." Like you know, like get the vigor back in your life. Yeah, lads, but impress your. But lady. now, like when a restaurant uses Popeyes chicken in its chicken sandwich, it's like national fucking news, and like Emeralds weighing in, and Gordon Ramsay's yeah. weighing in. It's crazy. And it, there was actually an interview maybe a couple, like, maybe a decade or two ago with uh, with DeFeo in prison. And, like, his story at the time was, like, he did it with his sister. Do you really think that only one person could go room to room with a gun shooting everybody in their beds and not have, like, somebody wake up? He's like, you only believe that it's just me because you don't want to believe that there was a second person there, blah, blah, blah. So he, his story, as far as his latest story that, that's been recorded, is that he wasn't alone. It was him, him, him and his sister. So is he over uh, the insanity it business is he uh i I mean because his story changes constantly he's still considered insane i see but he's is he like i heard voices still no that is not what he's saying i see there is there's an interview uh that i just got done looking at (laughs) where they were asking about him and they say do you think he was possessed and the response from the lawyer was possessed Sure, by heroin. <laughs> got him. Exactly. Blowing him up. Got him roasted. Yeah, roasted. <laughs> roasted, roasted. But again, the the fact that the haunting and all that stuff didn't happen doesn't take away from the fact that a horrible crime happened there and that, you know, that he deserves to be locked up. But, you know, not every murder is a demonic possession. Like, that clearly there was I, a I messed feel... up family. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think that's probably the big takeaway here is that... Human beings, for whatever reason, we have a desire to explain things, yeah. which I think might be the whole course of this show. Right. right? Is, yeah. is we unexplained things or terrible things, we all have a desire to want to explain them. And sometimes our explanations are insane. Uh, the same thing when people are coming up with reasons like why 9-11 happened. Right. right. Like, clearly there must be some spiritual reason why we have failed, as a, like that kind of stuff. And so when people see... A young man murders his entire family in a brutal, terrible way. Many people don't see it as like that guy was just crazy, and sometimes in life they're crazy people. Some people need to have an explanation, and the idea of a demon turning a young man evil is easier for them to yeah. handle than 
anyone could be a bad person, and sometimes people just snap. Right. And then you get somebody like George Lutz, who's a piece of crap and exploits the murder of this family to make a ton of money off of a haunting. At least they cast Ryan Reynolds right. as the guy last time. Did, oh, did they? <laughs> I, I never saw it. I've never seen it's, it. Uh, That's the newest movie, right? The Awakening? Like, it's called Amityville Horror, The Awakening, I, I think. I think so. I don't, I don't remember the name of the one that has Ryan Reynolds in it, but there is one. Uh, okay. There is one. There's like six or seven different Amityville horror movies. Yeah, it's crazy. An unknown, like a bunch of books. Um, and it's but, all Lutz. You know, again, yeah, it's all Lutz and the Warrens. Damn. That's what I'm saying. Like, a money making machine, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a piece of shit for, for exploiting a murdered family, but also financial genius. Like, he got himself out of whatever financial hole he was in and uh, made a ton of money off of it. But again, this is all kind of like a one-hour highlight of what actually happened. There's a lot to talk about. If you guys want to research, you can look up all of the uh, the mob connections that their grandfather had and all this other stuff. Um, and, like, the conspiracy that the reason that DeFeo went to prison is because his grandfather caught him boning his sister and all this other nonsense. So there's, there's, there's a ton of stuff to talk about, but the thing is, the interesting stuff isn't paranormal. The interesting stuff is what, like, connections to the mob is. family this crazy, Just this crazy context. Right, exactly. So, but that's it. That's Amityville, man, and that's that went by really fast. Feels good. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, feels yeah, good. Like that was, that was good. Let me let me put this out there to the listeners. Do you think it's real? <laughs> Do you think we're wrong? I would love to hear Do from somebody think... who thinks I'm wrong. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I would. I am going to poo poo ninety nine percent of what we talk about on this show. If you think I'm wrong, please tell. I wanna... Explain to me. I, and if you I have evidence, if you have evidence, like even better. I want to get you, Jesse. That's my goal. That's kind of my goal yeah. too. I want to bring. I want to bring like a story to you guys that just like we're all like, oh my god, this is real. Aliens is gonna be my thing, man. Like well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I want to convince I, you on aliens. Today was very interested in that photograph, and until I read five minutes later that the yep. photograph was a hoax, Damn. I was like, oh well, that's interesting. This is interesting, but yeah, I will. I am open to being convinced. I just think that until I have evidence of something, then it is not real. Like, that's just the way life works. Yeah, and that's how so it should be. That's how it should back be. Back it up. I'm yeah. all about these crazy things happening, but I'm also one of the ones I want, like, I want evidence. Photographic, audio, like, give me something. Give me something to work with. And don't let it yeah. me, don't also be like, well, I got this picture of a little boy ghost, but also there were six other people in the house and it's probably just one of them. Yeah, it's got to really so. be. I'll never. I'll never. It's never going to be the tropes. It's like the real shit is never yeah. going to be the tropes, y'all. Right. The the creepy stuff, the stuff that I believe or I think there's enough evidence to at least support that it may not at least be normal, is nothing like Amityville. It's always way creepier, usually way more sinister, uh, and more interesting. It's weird, especially when you have like you know visual audio evidence and all this other stuff. The thing that creeps me out the most with like the ghost stories is when they like say things that are like really weird. Yeah, yeah. That's the type of stuff that trips me out because it's like, why would like, how could somebody make up something that weird? One of my favorite hauntings that has been one of my favorite hauntings for a long time. And I recently got reintroduced to it uh, is the Enfield poltergeist. And I'm excited to get to that one eventually. Um, especially because the Warrens kind of insert themselves into that and, and be like, Hey, you know, we were here for this, but they were really only there for a day, and that haunting went on for years. We got to follow them around. So. We got to follow their journey. We got to see where, where the yeah. Warrens, dude. I live near them. Like I, I live in Massachusetts. Oh man, and they're in Connecticut. Oh really? That's not far. Yeah, that's not far. I should go there and like try and like interview annoy him. the Raggedy Andal. Yeah, you should interview him. <laughs> haunt me, Annabelle. Haunt me, Annabelle. Um, <laughs> Well, that'll be it for episode one of the inaugural episode of the Chiluminati podcast. It's fun to say. Thank you guys it's for fun watching. To say. Yeah, it's really fun to say. It's a great name. Uh, thanks for coming. In. That's that's on you. You came up with it. So appreciate mm. it. Uh, we'll we'll get this up on. Um, I'm going to get it up on, on all the normal podcasty sites that you can get it on. Try to get it up on iTunes as fast as, as possible and stuff. So if you guys enjoy it, you know, drop a comment, you know, rate it, whatever you got to do. Uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast itself, myself at Mathis Games, Jesse Cox at Jesse Cox, and Alex is a Fasiani A. Find me on Twitter. Fasiani yeah. A. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I hope this is a long run thing. Yeah, and if you're a low fi 80s synthwave producer. Yeah, hit us hit up. Hit me up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's get. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have to do mouth, mouth 
things but uh so right now yeah, where's the pr- our stranger things intro we i know right that. oh that'd be badass um so the plan right now too is like every two weeks right boys that's so that's the the goal for now and then if if this gets like people really like it we can bump it up if we have the time to do sounds it sounds good Does to that, me that sound right cool 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 well, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back with another episode of the Chilluminati podcast in a couple of weeks. Uh, that topic will be announced when we put the episode up. Uh, we'll see you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.